Well, good morning and welcome to the Church Office podcast. My name is Gavin Smith and it's a joy to welcome you today to this uh, Church Administration Admin and Ops podcast. We love talking about the work of ministry behind the scenes. We love to encourage people in it. We love to talk about it. And uh, today my special guest is John Truscott. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast, mate. It's great to be back again. It's lovely to have John and uh, thank you for everyone who's been supporting the podcast. Me and John were just chatting. I can't believe it. We've had 10,000 people uh, download different podcasts. And uh, so thank you for connecting in. And we do hope that again today will be a blessing to you as we chat about. Really, we're going to be chatting about, I'm going to use the word, John, volunteering, but it's not the right word, is it? To okay, start well, we can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but one of the one of the things that we've been picking up with churches that we've been working with, uh, and particularly since COVID, isn't it, John, is that there's a general context in churches where people are short on help in different ways in different ministries. Well, um, I know you found this, Gavin, with the administrators you're dealing with. Yeah. I'm certainly finding it in my consultancy work. Churches asking me within a brief to look at volunteering we're not we haven't got the people that we need to fill the, the gaps as it were yeah yeah and that seems to be a, a common yeah challenge isn't it and it certainly came through on our survey that we did that that's one of the big challenges is recruiting people into different roles um and and i john and i met well it was for the first time wasn't it at the yes. conference we've been friends for a couple of years but uh to meet in person we went to the the one day conference for UCAN, uh, cutting edge conference, and John delivered uh, this seminar that I'd really love to kind of focus on the podcast today, um, of just in- helping us to think differently about this topic. John, do you want to kick us off with where you kind of started and on this teaching that you put together? Well, I started because I was asked to tackle the topic. It wasn't my <laughs> choice, <laughs> but it but it fitted in. Yeah, it is a it is a theme of the moment. I think. Yeah. And it fitted in well with that. So it made me do some thinking. It made me go to my desk and think, why is it that we're we're mm. seeing this this gap of volunteering, whatever the word is, yeah. uh, in churches at the moment? And it seems to me that as I go around churches and, and, and talk to people about it, that we've had an army, many churches have had an army of people mm. doing the work of ministry. And, mostly from my generation yeah uh, in their 50s 60s 70s even 80s mm. um and they've they've come from a culture a church culture which just ties volunteering up with discipleship yeah and they've been doing that but they've been getting older year by year as i've been getting older year by year and it got to the stage where they'd love to retire but because they couldn't see anyone to take over, they kept going. Mm. But then COVID came along and lockdown, and suddenly ministry, many ministries stopped for a few yeah. months. Yeah. And that gave people the opportunity they were looking for, the excuse they were looking for to say, well, I just don't think it's right to come back now. And I've, I mean, I've got a lot of time for that. They were getting older. Why should they be doing all this? Yeah. Um, and because of that, we, we had this sort of, uh, and but at the same time, financial crisis meant that churches aren't employing hundreds of staff to take yeah. over from these people. Yeah. And therefore, we have a gap. Yeah. And that's the problem that many churches are finding today. Yeah. We've got especially youth ministry, young people's work and things like that, finding people who will help with it. Mm. 
was going to say go onto a rotor to to do it which i want to question <laughs> that that whole approach in a minute yeah um is proving difficult yeah and i think if you're listening to the podcast uh, your experience is probably similar i think gaps is what it is and, and there may be lots of reasons for that isn't it i think you're right exactly right on the the older generations that have been serving faithfully there was kind of permission wasn't there to stop at covid and and for different reasons have not picked up and uh and yet we've also got this drive from churches that I know, John, that want to transfer the work to the next generation. And there's also gaps there, isn't there? Because people, the cost of living is challenging. Life is busier than than how it is, you know, has been for, for many years with kids and all the different activities, all the different things that you need to be doing to serve your family. Yeah, I mean, your generation, yeah. Gavin, has, has things much tougher than my generation had. Mm. Um, there is so much more choice. So with your kids, there's so much more they're expected to be out at every night of the week. Yeah. Therefore needing transport. Um, there is so much pressure on mortgages. Yeah. So people, both partners need to be out at work. Um, and it, 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 it's, it, the, there has been a, a, a consistent shift over the years, year by year to a very different and busier lifestyle mm. for many people yeah and therefore that puts pressure on people and then you say well why don't the older people do it as i was saying that yeah. they want to retire and anyway many of them are looking after the grandchildren yeah yeah we yeah. have quite a complex we do system going on within within life in, yeah. in the uk at the moment yeah, it is true. And because, and, and you know, our church has got a very wide demographic that we've got gaps in all those different areas. I think I think that's the reality. Um, so really, that's John is the, the, the context, really. And and you and I are big local church fans. We we absolutely love the local church and we are convinced, aren't we? Absolutely convinced about every member ministry um, as we read through Ephesians 4. um and and how christ gives gifts to people in the church and we we know that to be you know prophets teachers evangelists but but it's broader than that and and everyone plays a part in so we we are absolutely convinced of that um john have you got any comments on on that any thoughts on that um well it's quite a, a common picture in the in the new testament isn't it it's romans yeah. 12 1 corinthians 12 ephesians 4 1 peter yeah um talking about service uh, and that we're the body of Christ. And this is where the, the, there's been a complete culture change from the idea that the minister runs the church. Yeah. And the congregation turns up for services, which is when I was younger, was, was the, was the culture. Was it. Um, I'm, I'm historic, you know, I go back a long way, Kevin. <laughs> you wouldn't know this um, from, from those days. Uh, and so, we have this biblical idea. I sometimes call it a biblical principle that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but what I mean is we don't let it work mm. because in today's culture, we have got to change the way the church goes about organizing that. Mm -hmm. If we're going to see it work. Yeah. Um, and that's why partly I wrote, I wrote what I wrote in, in, in this presentation for the UCAN conference. We, we've got to look at things differently. We've got to have a new way of thinking a new yeah. cultural approach rather than just saying the old idea of we've got these gaps come on you, you're all part of the body of christ fill them yeah yeah if our strategy is just to get up at church on a sunday 
in the notices and point out all the gaps and you know call people to to sign up if you like to kind of slot them into a rotor then then something's not quite right there is it john well i talk about three different approaches um to this and i've done this in my training on volunteering for for some years mm. um one, one approach I, I sort of mimic them a little bit but one, one approach is the uh situations vacant uh yeah. line yeah you stand up in church as you said gavin and say we've got a a gap here for a youth leader um we need to fill that gap anyone will do yeah. don't need to do anything about youth um just fill the gap and we'll be happy yeah obviously it's not quite put like that but you know <laughs> you get a feel that the gap must be filled yeah but a very different approach is to start not by looking at the ministry and the gap but looking at the people mm. and saying john you're a member of our church let's talk to you about where your passions lie where your gifts lie yeah. where yeah. your experience is what could you do that would match who you are mm. and what you have mm. and that's a very different approach because that's now looking at the person and not the job yeah yeah having said that either approach on its own doesn't work yeah if you just look at me and say what matches me you may not get some roles filled which need to be filled because you just don't have people with that passion at the moment yeah. We may need to challenge some people to take on things that isn't their natural ability. Yeah. But there's a third approach, and Gavin, I don't want us to miss this one out. Yeah. And that's the approach of saying, actually, where is service? Is it inside the church or is it outside the church yeah. or is it both? Yeah. Yeah. And if we just see service for people being keeping the church going, keeping the show on the road. Yeah. We've missed out service in the world mm. and i'm afraid that there are many churches who if you say well i'm afraid i can't do that because i'm so busy helping to run the school pta or helping to be part of my local political yeah. party yeah that's not proper service that's not part yeah. of the church yeah it is it, it, yeah. It, it's real service it's service in the world yeah and if all the church service is put into keeping the show on the road yeah then we're being useless as witnesses yeah. to the truth of the gospel in yeah. a needy world. Yeah. Yeah. So there's three approaches, starting from the job, the vacancy, starting from you and starting from the world's needs. Yeah. And I think we need a mixture of all three of those. I think you're right. Yeah. It isn't just one approach, is it? But a, a mixture is great, isn't it? Because we, we've got, we've got needs that we need to fill in the church, aren't you? There, there are specific things um, and then, yeah, I, I love your picture of, yeah, just being able to support and recognize somebody that's serving on a PTA or a school governor or is serving a local football club and, and they're yeah. coaching and, and they're reaching into parents and and being a witness into that area. That that has to be celebrated. And and um, that's a great word. I mean, are we prepared to celebrate the, the football coach and pray for him or her mm. in that role? Yeah. And to say we quite understand you can't take on a major role within the church because that must be your priority with the, with the yeah. football team. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we could say that? Yeah. yeah it would I be feel there's, there's often rather a feel of, mm, we're not too happy about this. Mm. What we need is your ability to come and do this with young people in the church. Yeah. Yeah. And you've chatted before, haven't you, John, about your friend who was a head teacher in a local school and who was influencing and uh working with young people every every single day of the week wasn't he and 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 how much 
did the church support somebody in in that kind of role in the community um you know and see it as kind of gospel ministry um and to get behind that yeah my, saying, my worry right, was they saw me as doing proper ministry because yeah. i was working in churches but i was having an easy ride <laughs> and him his role being in a tough comprehensive head of a tough comprehensive yeah not proper ministry yeah he was the one who was at the interface with the world dealing with real issues bringing a christian influence to bear in a needy situation yeah and I, I guess, John, the 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 factor that runs through those approaches is is time, isn't it? Um, is the time to be able to um, think about how different roles connect to the church vision? How you know, writing a job description for someone, you know, being able to talk and spend time with people to say, where are you passionate, or where can we deploy you? Um, you know, all of that just takes time, and I think sometimes. Um, it can be left to administrators to sort the rotors out, to approach people, to sign them up. But we're, we, we're talking here about approaches that's bigger than that, isn't it? That's about leadership. That's about, about the broader team working together on this area of service. Rather, well, We need a new approach. We need a new culture. Yeah. We need to think this one through. Mm. And that's what I've tried to do in, in that seminar I led at UCAN's conference. Yeah. So you've got 12 points, John, that you you encourage. I mean, we we I've heard leaders moaning and complaining about, uh, uh, you know, church members not stepping up, church members not serving enough. You know, we we, we hear that. And, and, you know, your starting point of we need a new approach. We need to rethink this. Um, let's think about what we as a church can offer people rather than just saying, right, you know, no one's no one's filling in or jumping into these roles uh, or putting themselves forward. Where do you want to start on this then, John? Should we start on number one? Okay, well, just to explain to people, this is on training notes 148 called Serving in a Post-COVID Church on my website. Yeah. But this is the talk I gave, which I've just expanded a bit. Yeah. Added two more points. I had 10 points when I spoke <laughs> at the conference. I added two more. So I start off by saying a church vision I can own. Yeah. And I make it all personal. I, I, the points, yeah. headlines are all I, me language. Yeah. And I believe that this, this is the really biggest picture of all, but mm. has the church got a vision of where it's going and what yeah. it's trying to achieve, what it's trying to do? Because people today, especially younger people, I find, mm. want to be part of a cause yeah. that's doing something. Yeah. And the Christian cause is the greatest cause, the kingdom of God, the greatest cause there can possibly be in the world. But if a church just seems to be trying to prop up the show and keep things, mm. the wheels turning people don't want to get involved yeah yeah so stop saying they're not committed and say have we got something that it's worth they want to commit to mm. and if we haven't then i think we have to say well get your own house in order as a church first yeah and then go out and see if people will want to help achieve that john what's your perspective on churches having vision statements or or, or a vision of some kind is is that a leader's thinking in that that way from your experience? Oh, well, leadership and vision go hand in hand together. Mm. I'm not talking about a trite vision statement here, which you then file and put in a filing cabinet and forget about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. talking about saying, what, what what do we want this? Where are we? What are we praying? Let's use different language. Let's talk about prayer. Yeah. Uh, or belief. Let's mm -hmm. use prayer. What are we praying this church, where this church will be five years, 10 years from now? Mm. 
And for many people, it's just, well, I hope we're still going. Yeah, yeah. But people want to say, to see, we really want to make an impact in that estate. We really want to do this. We want to have seen that changed. Yeah. We want to see people now actively involved doing this. Yeah. So a vision is not a purpose. A purpose is, 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 is why do we do things? A vision is where are we trying to reach, where are we trying to get to? Yeah. What's the destination? What yeah. are we praying for for our church? Yeah. If you don't like the yeah. vision language, use prayer language. Yeah. And and some leaders would kind of freeze up on the idea of vision because they've got this idea of you know five years we're going to take all of this land and do all of this for Jesus and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's quite triumphalistic, isn't it? And that's oh, yeah. we're talking here about actually what yeah what are you praying for? What are you hoping for? Where where have you seen grace at work in? in some of the ministry that you're doing and, and we're seeing huge grace in kind of mercy ministries at the minute right uh, where we're supporting people in debt we're supporting people with food we're coming alongside single mums we're offering places where people can just come yeah and loneliness and that that seems to be growing and so you, we're, we're praying for that and that's part of our vision isn't it in a sense um and then you've got to get your people excited by that vision and yeah. opening it for themselves yeah if it's if it's remote from people, if it's a leadership vision, mm. and the people, the congregation are remote from it, you're not getting anywhere. So it's yeah. not just having a vision. Yeah, it's being able to draw everybody into that vision, and that's the role of leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if that is absent, then it is hard, isn't it? But I, I, I think, I think in many churches those those desires are there maybe not not formalized and and maybe yeah if you spoke to people in our church would what would they say are some of our passions and priorities what would they say are some of the areas that we'd love to reach into or do more in it, it is almost a bit of a test case isn't it what would some of our members say um we've got this kind of phrase um together to make christ known to all and it's kind of our not not our vision but it's our kind of statement that goes yeah we're all in this together to grow together in christ to make christ known to each other but also to take the gospel out there and make christ known outside of us um and we've just used that simple phrase as a way of just reminding people in in a in a short punchy way of what we're about and what we want to build um and i i, I guess churches are, are developing those and we'd, we'd certainly encourage that wouldn't we yes and as, as long as as long as we're trying to go somewhere, as long as we've got, we're praying that mm. God would work. Visions can only be achieved by God. Yeah. We, we look after the purpose. Yeah. But he will. So we don't pray that we will grow the church. Yeah. yeah he yeah. will grow the church. Yeah. But we've got to be there to enable that to happen. Yeah. And so it, it's pray. What we're saying is that we can't achieve vision. Yeah. Yeah. God achieves the vision, but we yeah. believe he's called us to work towards this vision. Yeah. And we're praying that he will will, will achieve it. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah, that's great. So, and then how that's communicated, how the roles that we're calling people to do or we're deploying people to do fits into that is is great i love chatting to people um you know who are serving say on a, a media team doing a camera it's quite an obscure thing they come and they serve in it every week um but what they don't realize is that you know what they're producing serves people in the week that haven't been able to hear the message on sunday um who've been serving in kids work or have been serving in other ministry areas who are now hearing the you know the gospel are now hearing the preach word 
um, because of their service. And people don't make those connections, don't they? And, I, and that's yeah. something I love about the job is making those connections for people. And that's one of the later points in the list is to, to have a valid purpose for that ministry. Yeah. And so I want to say to the camera operator, you've got a camera and you're switching different pictures on at different times. Mm. But actually what's being achieved is that people are watching a service, being able to take part in a worship event, being able to be taught, yeah, um, being inspired yeah, because of the work you are doing. Yeah. Get a, yeah. get a gr- glimpse of the excitement of the potential yeah. of what you're doing. Yeah. It's not, when, just, not just moving a camera around. No, that's right. When you see that, that, you know, the individuals themselves, um, they, they have a new sense of, yeah, you're saying purpose. They have a new sense of joy. They have a new sense of desire to do it as well as they can. Um, yeah. The, and there's just a, yeah, I think, I think there's a overall, there's a greater joy in what they're doing. I found, um, I'm jumping around, John. So I need to. I need to worry. the list number one and two. I've, <laughs> I've dived down down elsewhere. So we've done we've done vision number two. Then a church leadership I can trust and respect. Um, open that up for us. Well, as I've said, vision and leadership go together. So you will only respect the vision if you respect the leaders who are yeah communicating that vision. Yeah. They're not started with them, but they, but they have the role of of encouraging it and building on it and putting it in different ways Mm. and letting everybody own it. Yeah. And there's got to be respect. You may not agree with your leaders. Leaders are not there to be yes people. Yeah. Uh, You may not agree with them, but do you respect them? Mm -hmm. There may be times when the leaders make decisions you're not sure about. But as people, as Christians, do you respect them and prepare to go with them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a test of leadership, but yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is we need this big picture approach to yeah. offering to help with the nines to elevens group or whatever it happens to be, or yeah, to yeah, the yeah. camera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've well, got to, you've got to have some respect for the leadership of the church. Yeah. 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 That's good. Um, number three, then discipleship challenge. I can respond to, I, I love the fact that you're drawing service and discipleship together. Um, tell us about this. Why have you put challenge in there, John? Because I think we try and make the Christian life easy. Okay. And I don't think Jesus ever did that. Okay. We're told he actually, people left him. Disciples stopped following him in John's Mm. gospel Mm. because he made it too tough. Take up your cross daily and follow me, he said. Mm. Um, And I think this is a a, a thing often for men uh, in particular, if I'm allowed to be sexist for a second, um, in that we try and make things easy come and join our church it's it's wonderful we're we're lovely and welcoming you'll have a lovely experience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when actually we want to say you've actually got to uh, stand up against the claims and the authority and the demands of our lord and master Mm. and many i think people respond to that positively yeah so I'm not going to, in this list, try and make things easy for, for yeah. people to come and be disciples. Yeah, I think it's a big mistake to try and make discipleship easy. Yeah, when Jesus Himself mm. and the whole Bible makes it mm. tough. Mm. That's why I talk about challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. 
and we want to we want to um you know I, I loved it in the past where um you know our leaders have talked about right we, we'd love to do a church plant and that's going to require huge amount of sacrifice so we want to send a church planting team of folk from our church some of our resources we're gonna we're gonna send a leader that you know most of the time a leader that's been you know equipped and is serving really well in the local church and we're going to send them out so there's this huge loss and sacrifice and then i i love the fact that that you know people are challenged to say would you consider if god is calling you to be part of this church plan and that might mean moving that might mean changing jobs that might mean drawing your kids out of a a school that they're just comfortably you know enjoying and all those things are going well and ticking over but but we're calling you to say would you consider serving in this i mean it's quite a big challenge and but but people love that don't they and 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 i love the fact that our leadership call us to that sacrifice um and i'm not sure people love it i think people <laughs> respect it and rise yeah. to the challenge what do you yeah. like and maybe the love comes later because because yeah. there is a journey, isn't there, of 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 discovering God and discovering the gospel. And we're saying this gospel is 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 such good news, and it's going to transform people's lives. Am I willing to go to that place to take it, um, and and make those sacrifices? Yeah. Um. And and those. So that I love that kind of challenge. And it isn't just the big things like a church plant, but it is. There are other ways that you can challenge people in the church, isn't there, to take on a ministry. Um. Well, I think when you, we, we ask people to join a rotor, and we'll come back to that in a second, mm. um, you say, yeah, you only be on every two months. It, it really isn't very much. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just feel that's pandering to let's make it easy. Yeah, yeah. But rather join this team. And if it's a kids ministry, we want you to think about how you can make it better. How you can serve the kids? What 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 better resources could we do? How can we better get alongside to support the parents who are caring for these kids? Um, Which may mean being there every week with the kids rather than once a month or once every two months on a yeah. road. Yeah, it could, it could mean all sorts of challenges. Yeah, yeah, it could mean financial challenges, time challenges. Yeah, and so on. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, love that. Now this this point number four really stuck with me, John. A, a scheme with a champion I, I just the way you phrased it i love <laughs> excuse me um open this up for us because i i think this is really good well this comes from a, a larger article i've written on my website article a 43 called every member on active service and it's the first point i make in that that if you're going to do this if you're going to have a new approach mm. the ball needs to be in somebody's court mm. uh, we're used to the idea of having a treasurer for a financial yeah. side of church life. Yeah. But we're not used to the idea of having a a coordinator, somebody who's actually placing people, enabling mm. people to be put into the right ministries. It, it's just one of those things that doesn't have anybody responsible for it. Yeah. Yeah. Or it goes back to the minister who's got far too much to do anyway. Yeah. So I want to argue that if we're going to have a new approach, it's not going to work unless somebody is actually driving it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean by a scheme with a champion, somebody who is there to champion body ministry. Yeah. Yeah. I and I, and I, I just don't know why we don't, it's not part of the, the normal structure of a church, you know, sort of office holders. Yeah. 
I really, it really struck a chord with me. And, and it's something that I've been chatting to the our team about is how could we implement something like this? Because the responsibility does lie often in our church with either me or the minister. Um, and just, we were just thinking about what are the, the points of input that people join our church? They might come through a new members course. And why am I not involved in the new members course, getting to know people, um, why am I not involved in the process of them, you know, filling in an application form and, and wanting to join the church? And we have kind of a bit of a formal structure that people follow. Um, but if I'm not involved in that, how am I going to help somebody who's new connect to a ministry in our church? Um, and it really made me go away and think, actually, how how can we broaden the number of people that are involved in the new members uh, process? Um, and how could we actually have, yeah, some designated people that are there to go, let me connect you to this ministry or come and would well, you come it, and shadow this ministry for a week and yeah. see if there's something you'd like without to serve that, in? Without that, then you have a newcomer comes in and no one is actually responsible for s- sitting alongside them and saying, we'd love you to be on one of the teams that serve mm-hmm. in this church. Where do you fit? You know, let's talk to you. Let's get and yeah. that brings up the next point, which is an approach that is personal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it needs somebody to do that. It needs someone at least to to say somebody's got to be doing that. And if you don't have anybody responsible, it just won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, or it happens if the individual really does drive yeah. it forward, doesn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, new people joining a church, there's all sorts of positions they might be in. One is mm. the um, active member of a previous church they've just moved and, and they, they want to join yeah. a new church and they want to go flat out yeah right away yeah they expect that mm. there's also the person who's come from the previous church who wants to do the opposite of that because they're whacked out and they're exhausted yeah and they yeah. just want a break for six months yeah and if the church jumps on them they might well put them off and, and we've got yeah. to allow people to, to pause and take breath yeah yeah. It may be a newcomer to the Christian faith or somebody who's just coming into faith who isn't really sure of their own faith at this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. could they do that would actually make them useful? Yeah. Um, I think getting men involved in, in that situation is so important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's great, yeah. John, just as a just as a question, um, it's come to me now as we're speaking, I haven't prepped you on this, so... Uh, um, but but some churches have taken the approach where you can begin to serve not as a member um, to almost encourage people to become part of the community. So they might say, right, anyone can serve on a tea and coffee rotor. And, you know, we've got people in our church who, who regularly come who aren't believers, but husband or wife might be, or friend might be and has invited them. Um, what, what do you think about that dynamic fitting into this as well, John? Um membership will differ from denomination to denomination completely the whole concept of membership so church of england membership is very different from a baptist or an fiec membership yeah um can i take the issue about somebody who may not declare their own faith yet yeah something on things like coffee rotor well i think there are roles about the church that somebody could get involved in there that would get them meeting christians rubbing shoulders with them Mm. talking to them and serving to them as long as you don't as long as they realize there's a challenge at some point about the gospel they've got to face yeah, yeah. And, and that's an important proviso i think yeah yeah so a, a work stay on the ground do you want everyone to sign a 
basis of faith before they do that you know i would say no mm. serving coffee perhaps no yeah but don't let that be a situation that you see as as permanent yeah see it as a means to an end yeah yeah not an end in itself we've yeah. got to have ways in we've got to have ways into church membership mm. and if we say you can't do anything in this church until you've signed up to what you believe about Jesus Christ, yeah. mm. then we're not going to have that pathway yeah. that brings you into membership. Yeah. And we, we found some of the projects, John. I think that's a good way, isn't it? You, you have to see it as almost a bit of a of a um an evangelistic route for to reach people. So we'll have people who will serve in the food bank where you're packing food. It does, it's not a teaching role, it's not a, a communicating the gospel role, but but they are serving alongside other Christians who, yeah, who love what they do, who are passionate about what they do, who will share why they are serving in this area because they want to reach people and serve people with the gospel. Um, and yeah, we have seen volunteers that have come to faith because they've served in those little things, those yep. areas. Um, and so I think it's worth thinking, you know, if you're in leadership or you're in an administrative role and, and you do have you know, it's about reading the room, isn't it? Who are the people that are with us on a Sunday yeah. or in the week? And and how can we engage them and and use them to, you know, in that discipleship journey, isn't it? But having said that, we need to remember in Acts chapter six, that when they chose the seven administrators, they had to be full of the spirit and wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Now, that really was quite a senior role and quite a political yeah. role, actually. Yes. Yeah. So there are roles where actually... And not teaching roles mm -hmm. where we still need people full of the spirit and wisdom. Yeah. yeah. So I just put that as a, a, a corrective on, on the other yeah. side. I think that's right. Yeah. Keep that in mind too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. No, that's good. Cause it, it's very easy when we have seen it in some churches in it, where you might come in on a project serving project and then you, you know, that project ends up being more influenced by the world than it does by, you know, gospel um and so yeah there are complications in there as now and everyone knows some of those challenges um personal approach is there anything else to add on that i think that's that is so true isn't it having some just as a advertisement for this job and please form a queue and apply at the end of the service yeah it's not it's not the approach at all it's actually sitting down with somebody mm. trying to understand their passions their experience their gifting yeah and saying where might you fit you know or even saying we've got vacancies in these areas but do any of them actually fit you yeah, if not, yeah what yeah. might fit you yeah um, but actually taking the person seriously the person mm. as a person in god's image yeah rather than just saying we've got we got these gaps to fill sign up for any of them but just put a tick in the box you yeah know, that, that, that's not what people want yeah 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 no that's good so let's move on number six a purpose I can identify with. I did touch on that a little bit already. I think we've, I think we've said that. I, I want people to understand yeah. that whatever they're doing, and if it's serving coffee, Gavin, mm. if it's serving coffee, mm. I want to say that's enabling conversations yeah. to take place about the service. It's enabling newcomers to be held there on site mm. while people get to know them and talk to them and build relationships with them. If you're serving coffee, yeah. It's it's a wonderful pastoral role, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you're, that. You're, you're enabling them to do that without having to worry about washing up afterwards and things like that, because you're looking after all that. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? You know, and um, and I'd encourage all kind of admin, admin and ops teams to think about what you know every area of ministry, whether it be tea and coffee. How does that connect to the gospel? Like you're saying, if somebody hears what you said, John, who are serving on the clean coffee team, they are going to connect with that. They are going to be encouraged by that. They are going to be uh, there's going to be a joy about them serving in that area next week in church um and so how can we think about all those different roles um and how they all connect in um is useful um i think so so we can communicate that we can encourage people in that right yeah number seven okay a gift skills enthusiasm experience i believe i have um touching on this all the time mm. um I just want to say spiritual gifts are one of the areas that I would look for in people. Yeah. Um, but there's more to it than that. What what, what are they passionate about? Mm. Where is their enthusiasm? Yeah. I want people to, to, to latch up onto something that they're enthusiastic about. Yeah. yeah. What is their experience in life, in, in work, mm. in the past? Yeah. What could they contribute? Yes. Um, and this is valuing people for for who they are, for their Christian experience, mm. and for the way that God has used them in secular work, in, yeah. in yeah. being a parent, yeah. in whatever it happens to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I think there are skills, aren't they, that, are, that people refine really well in their workplaces that we'd be crazy not to look at how that could serve the church. And um, I think the one area we need to be careful about is teaching. Yeah, because I know many primary and secondary school teachers do not want to be teaching young people <laughs> on a Sunday, and I respect that wholeheartedly. <laughs> yes, but they've got expertise to bring about education that I hope we yeah. could tap into. Yeah, yeah, because if yeah. you ask me to teach a young people's group, I'm not into education and principles yeah. and how things work in schools today. Yeah. I'm a complete amateur. I need professionalism to help with that. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't mean to say that because you're a, I don't know, a teacher Monday to Friday, you have to be a teacher on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it is. It is a tough job, isn't it? And and it, it is trying. I think there are teachers who, in, in our church, who would love to give some input into how the kids' ministry can run, but don't feel like they've got the capacity to do it. Yeah. And again, it's thinking about how can we draw wisdom and and help from from folk like this. But they I did church administration, the church operations all my life, all my working days. Mm. So in my own church, I try and do things that aren't yeah. church operations and administration, yeah. and leave that to other people. <laughs> leave that. Yeah, that's good. I want a break. I want a break. Yeah. Number eight, then John, and number nine. There's a team to be part of a, a team leader i can serve under there, there's some dynamics this, this is a big issue mm. um, and this is where the real change of culture needs to come yeah um from what i call a rotor culture to a team culture yeah let me take a simple example of saying somebody who reads the, the scripture passage not not all denominations do this but mm-hmm. um, it's called reading a lesson in some churches yeah. Um, the person who reads the scripture passage before the preacher comes. Yeah. Now, if you're on a rotor, then once every two or three months, it's down to you to do that today. And you turn up for your rotor duty. Yeah. If you're on a team that of scripture readers, mm-hmm. 
it's a completely different concept. Yeah. You are one of a group of people who are working together to try and make that part of the service really effective so that people hear the word of God mm. and think of the purpose of that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're praying for the, if you're a member of a team, you're praying for the other team members as they read. Mm. You're not just saying, I'm not on duty this week. You are on duty that week because you're, yeah, you're yeah. on a team, you're 24-7. Yeah. And you're meeting up as a team every, I don't know, three, six months and talking about reading the scriptures. How can you get better at it? Mm. How can we let the, the scripture speak for itself? What are the dangers of it? And, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And for that, you need a team leader who you respect, who's getting it all together. But I think this is the culture shift, the biggest part of the culture shift we need to move away from saying you're being plonked on a rotor every six weeks, every eight yeah. weeks, every 10 weeks, whatever it happens to be. And you turn up and you go away again and forget about it. Yeah. Or you're in a team under a team leader who are working together mm. to try and make that ministry really effective. Mm. And that to me is the difference. There's a huge difference. There. Yeah. Yeah. I've written this up much more detail in church in training notes. So what's it number one, three, nine church workers in teams. Mm. So I've tried to list all the possible teams you might have in a church and there's lots of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're not the camera operator anymore. You're a member of the tech team. Yeah. You may be doing the camera, yeah. um, but you're keen on seeing the whole team be effective, the whole yeah. audiovisual side of church life coming yeah. alive and being done well. Yeah. And you're part of a team. All right, there are loners. I'm yeah. a loner myself by nature. But, but most people want to be part of a team doing things together. Yeah. And although there are some ministries that can be done on their own, mostly things are much better done together and then there's an ownership and there's a passion yeah and there's a, a a push to, to making it more effective yeah yeah i love that i love i love team approach i i mean that's kind of where i live and when i'm not in a team i i hate it and um you know my wife will say you know when you're around people you're you're energized by it and and so I, I totally agree with it. And I think so when in your, your newcomers group, you were talking about a little mm. while ago, you, you'd sit down with somebody and they say, well, I'm, I've got quite a bit of technical background in, in, in IT and things like that. And you say, well, the tech team might well be interested in you. Would, would you like yeah. the tech team leader to yeah. come, come and have a chat with you, making keeping yeah. it personal still? Yeah, yeah. No yeah. commitment at this stage. Yeah. And the team leader will come and see where you might be able to fit into their team. Yeah. It's a different yeah. approach from saying we've got a camera operator vacancy. You know, can you slot into there? Yeah, absolutely right. And I, I love, I love all of everything you were saying, John, about teams. There, that you're you're thinking about it. You're you're going to encourage the person who's read the scripture that week. You're you, you've been praying for them all morning. Um, there's some time to reflect on how can we do this better? How do we work together to make this better? Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'd love that, and and that is a culture shift isn't it which we do want to see um and i want there to be a, pr a righteous mm. pride in being mm. a team member yeah i'm a member of the tech yeah. team we're trying to do things really well so that nobody's aware that there's tech going on yeah we fade into the background when when we make we mess up it's very visible yeah yeah we're trying not to mess up and I, i'm proud to be part of that team praying for it trying to give my advice and help as part of it 
under the team leader and therefore the, the key appointments which you've got to find and it's not always easy to find such people i know mm -hmm. it's all very well in the south not so easy in, in some other areas i was doing yeah. something like this up in the northwest recently of england and yeah. the point being made we we have so few people with that technical ability in the congregation uh, and i understand that this isn't going to be easy sometimes yeah but can we have a pride in doing things together? Yeah. And and if the church hasn't got people with skills and passion in that area, perhaps we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Or finding yeah. some other way of doing it. Yeah. Some churches are trying to do too much. Yeah, I think that's the case, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it, it, again, it goes back to the approach, doesn't it, of who are the people that God has given us, placed us to be part of this local expression of church. At this time. At this point, yeah, and yeah. how can we use that to serve uh, in different ways? Um, yeah, I think that's good. Um, the next one you say is a commitment that is limited, and I, I think this is helpful to hear. Well, that, this is my one point of trying to make it easy. I've said <laughs> this may miss challenge, but I You've do been kind here, John. Yeah, people's lives are yeah. so unpredictable these days. We do not yeah. know where we will be in a year from now. Mm -hmm in a way that my generation was used to a stability of, yeah. of, of life in this country. Yeah. Now everything changes. You don't have a career for life necessarily. Yeah. Things change. Yeah, true, your, yeah. your children grow up. The situation changes there. So I'm just saying, why not have a one-year sort of commitment to something? Mm -hmm. I, I, we ask you to join the tech team, as, and you can do the camera or whatever. But we'll ask you to be part of the wisdom of the team as well. But it's for one year and we don't expect you to go on after a year if you don't want to yeah so there's an ability to step down after a year yeah other than the old joke of the youth leader who's been doing it for 53 years now and yeah hasn't had a chance to break with that yeah and yeah. therefore no one ever takes on from anybody like that because they couldn't do another 53 years yeah yeah that's right yeah so Definitely. i think limited limited term contracts as it were yeah and we, we see that particularly with treasurers john don't we i, I know treasurers who are who are been doing it for 20 years who have been trying for the last 10 years to pass it over to somebody else treasurer is a very mm. difficult role because it does require it particular expertise mm. um you can't do it for one year it takes a year or two to get into it so mm -hmm. that yeah. does need a yeah. bit longer than one year yeah and but... i think yeah and those specific roles need maybe a, a longer time scale but but someone who's been serving in the tea and coffee we've got people who've been doing tea and coffee for 10 years um and and they love it and and they enjoy it but but it, it again it goes back to your point of how do we challenge people to say you know you've been serving in this would you consider doing this you know uh, yeah. on the welcome team or, or doing something with the breaking bread or or yeah. um you know how could we we change that and it goes back to again time it goes back to that person who's going to be responsible to chat to people to 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 you know talk to people about those checkpoints and go where could we where would you like to serve next or and gavin this needs however a wider uh situation picture of whatever what discipleship is and that involves yeah. good teaching on discipleship yeah for the whole congregation and understanding yeah of what we, we're signing up for when we sign up yeah. to follow jesus christ yeah 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 a disciple has two meanings one is a uh, a learner from a teacher yeah the other is a follower from a leader yeah yeah that, that, that's the dictionary definition of a yeah. disciple and we need teaching on that mm. 
challenge and teaching and then all this can slot into that yeah yeah no that's good that is good um the last one number 11 which is not the last one is it an achievement that can be celebrated um th- this is uh, good you can't see it but just up there on the top of my bookcase it says i'm a 75 donor now, that's a blood donor <laughs> yes. session thing yes and i'm proud of that <laughs> because when i I'd given my 75th donation. They they send me a nice little present and a certificate. Yeah. And it's on top of my bookcase because I'm proud of it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting to 100 if I possibly can before I get to 100. <laughs> um, now, some people say, well, you're a Christian. You don't need any thanks or anything like that or, mm. or any celebration. But yes, we do. We're human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody was saying to me quite recently, he said, you know, when, when we got to lockdown, we pulled out all the stops. I put in hours of work uh, as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I did all this. It, it took time and things, and I was pleased to do it. Yeah. But I would just have loved if somebody had noticed yeah. and said afterwards, thank you. Yeah. That no one did. Yeah. And it would just, I, I, I wasn't looking for it, but it just left a slightly awkward taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. But nobody, no leader, came and just said we realize you had to do an awful lot of extra work in the in, yeah and thanks but we're really yeah. grateful for that that's all it needed he said yeah but no one did yeah. and again i know somebody who's been a home group leader for 20 something years and no one has ever said thank you apart from the group members who appreciate yeah, yeah. What they're doing yeah. um by celebrating there's all sorts of things you can do if you're in a team you can celebrate as a team you can go out together and have a meal out together or something yeah, like yeah. that even yeah but i'm thinking of the leadership noticing what people are doing mm. saying thank you yeah it, it's Pedro careful on this it, i'm just thinking of i sometimes make a, a point about the flower arrangements in church mm. if, if you're leading a service and you suddenly look around and say aren't the flower arrangements absolutely wonderful this week mm. what you're saying is miss or Mrs. or Mr. it could be, so-and-so who did them this week is great. All the rest of you are rubbish by comparison, which <laughs> won't go down very well. So you have yeah. to say, we just thank God for our flower rangers who do such a yeah. wonderful ministry yeah. week by week, year by year. Yeah, It's fantastic to have them and the, the way they beautify our church. But yeah. just some recognition, celebration yeah. of what's going on. Celebration. Those who are up front have it in themselves because people come and talk to them afterwards. Yeah. It's people in behind the scenes ministries in particular, I think, yeah. would need this. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, you know, I do, I tend to do the notices at our church. So I have an opportunity at that point. And we're talking about honoring people, aren't we? And, and really pointing out evidences of grace, isn't it? And saying grace is at work here. Um, you know, the tech team have served in this, they've overcome this, you know, it's pointing and signposting things yeah. so people can see. And it does make a difference, doesn't it? And just that little card that you get through the post that says, thanks for serving this week on the kids' ministry and going the extra mile. Yeah, those things. personally written it. card is a brilliant way of doing things. Yeah. And I hope a team leader would be thanking yeah. his or her team members in that sort of way occasionally. Yeah. But yeah. it needs to be wider than just the team. It needs to be somebody in leadership yeah. who spots that that team has made a particular effort and done something. yeah. yeah. And so that it only requires a little acknowledgement from the front. It does, yeah. It's that culture Um, again, isn't it? Change of yeah. So grateful to our tech team. You know, without them, we would really be stumped. Yeah, that's all you need to say. Yeah, absolutely right. That's great. Um, 
last one then, John, a role that I can develop within. Um, I, I love this. I love you thinking. Well, I hope, I hope that's come through mm. most of what we've been saying, that we want people to move on. Yeah. Um, people want to grow. Very Young people, people in their teens and 20s, uh, one of the reasons why they volunteer in the secular world, research shows, mm. is because it can go on their CV. Yeah. And I know that um, those who have teenage sons and daughters, if they're helping run a children's group or something like that, that their school or their uni will tell them putting that on the CV is important. Yeah, yeah. And I think we want people to develop and grow and to see ministry not as a dead end, but as something that they can move on to something more and therefore not be in it for life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I just want to great. say it, it's not a, a full stop, a buffers ministry. Mm. It's a, an open road ministry. Yeah. And because we're linking service to discipleship, it's a, it's an ongoing lifelong yeah, experience, isn't it? You, you know, yeah. we, and um yeah, I, I love the fact that we can give room to people to develop roles as well. I've had people in the past who have done like a head steward role and we've given them a bit of a, a job description of what that might look like for them and the responsibilities and how they work together as a team. Um, but the person takes it on and has developed new ideas, has worked out new ways of calling out parents when kids needed. Yeah. And, you know, they've they've thought about the role and they've developed it and they've actually made it better um than i could have done putting it first you know the first time i put it down on paper and i i love that that we can give people the room to say we don't just want you to do this but we want you to own it to grow it to develop the team develop individuals in the team develop new members and invite new people into the team as well well when uh, someone takes over different. from somebody else what you want to say is this is the end result we want from your ministry yeah rather than saying and this is exactly the way you're going to do it yeah yeah and some people need guidance about how to do it, yeah. but others want to be free to think freely about a different way of doing it. Mm. And a yeah. lot of my work in, in, in life has been trying to think, what is the standard administrative way of doing this in a church? Let's try and think of a better way of doing it. Yeah, And yeah. that's what we're doing, in, I suppose, in, in this list of 12 of saying, yeah. rather than the traditional way of saying, we've got a vacancy, please fill it. Yeah, let's change the culture. Let's let's rethink. Let's tie it all up with teamwork, with evangel, with with discipleship. Yes, and and take a new approach. Well, yeah. that's my hope anyway. Yeah, that's great, John. And um, you know, uh, there's some great takeaways here. And uh, and if you're listening to the podcast and and you've listened in, I th I think you know John's got twelve, and I I there was three or four that I went. Yeah, we need to do something about those. We need to action those. And, and I hope that's a similar experience for you listening in today that, that we, as we've chatted, there might be things that, you, that just prompt you, the Holy Spirit might prompt you to go, oh, actually, yeah, we, we maybe we need someone, a scheme for a champion. What does that look like in our context and how could we develop something like that? So, um, John, lots of good stuff, mate. We we love having you on the podcast. We love your wisdom and your experience. So So thank you so much for joining us today, mate. Well, it's been great. And uh, congratulations on reaching your 10,000 uh, downloads. Okay. I think that's fantastic, Gavin. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. So thank you for everyone who's listening and for support. Um, we will signpost you to the points that John has given us on the training notes so people can go away and think about if there's specific things that you'd like to do more on. 
John's website is full of quality materials. Um, it outshines everything that's on my site. Uh, I would I would go to John's site and check out some stuff. And I know you're going to caution me here, John. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I don't um, do podcasts. Yeah, but but there is there is so much stuff out there on John's site that is worth connecting with. And um, yeah, we'd love to to serve you more. So um, so thank you for coming on today. Um, please check out the website for new documents, for new podcasts, for new videos. Um, uh, if there's anything that we can do to serve you, if there's any topics that you think, oh, we'd love to hear somebody talk about this in finance or any different area of ministry that's behind the scenes, then we would love to be able to do that. So we'll see you next time on the podcast. Thanks for joining us today.